What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today I am looking ahead to the next one championship card. Um, they are on Amazon. Again, it's the 12th card on Amazon, and there's some very good uh, matchups on this. Uh, I'm obviously going to be concentrating mostly on the MMA today, but there are uh, some of the other arts also on the card, especially the main event. Uh, Roman Crillia is taking on Francesco Zaha. Um, and I know I've, I haven't watched a, a few of the recent uh, events and seen Crillia fighting. He's heavy-handed and exactly what you would expect from uh, the, the the one heavyweight champion, I suppose, uh, in kickboxing. Um, so that's definitely one to, to look forward to. And, you know, I haven't watched a bit of both of them. I suppose you'd have to favour Crillia in, in, a, in a big way to, to win that one. But there's some... Uh, grappling also on the card, uh, Tammy Musumeci, who I believe is the twin sister of uh, of Mikey Musumeci, is taking on uh, Amanda Alaquin. There's a Muay Thai fight as well between Elias uh, Mahamudi and Tigir Khalilov uh, on this card as well. So lots of the, um, uh, I, I suppose, the, the arts on uh, on this card as there, there tends to be on the uh, one championship cards. Um there is a big heavyweight fight on this card as well. And I just wanted to just quickly touch on uh, the heavyweight uh, championship before we get into um, looking at this card, I suppose, in full. Because uh, since the last time we spoke about one championship, um, the, the, the the champ... Uh, Anatoly uh, Malyakin um, won. Well, he, he, he was the interim champion, the champion. He won the belt uh, outright, and in a you know dominant, dominant win. And I really think one championship have something with him because you know he he won the belt, light heavyweight champion as well. Talking about um, uh, going down to to middleweight to take on Rene the Ritter, who he already beat for the light heavyweight title, and I think it's very very interesting that they they put him on one of the, you know the Lumpini cards, which is you know obviously we were talking about the Amazon card today. It's a little bit more under the radar earnings, and I just wonder is that maybe apply for one championship to maybe bring them into the radar a little bit more. But maybe it was just the fact that they, he wanted to get a fight. But uh, whatever way it happened anyway. Um, I think what they have with him, and there was actually one of his teammates as well on this card as well, and as, as I mentioned, the heavyweight fight, Amir Ali Akbari, who's there thereabouts maybe to fight him next, especially if he gets a win here, is uh, on this card as well. And we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. But, um, you know, after the fight, uh, there was an article out I was reading about him um, Wanting to fight, you know, Francis Ngannou. Obviously, that's not going to happen unless something major happens. We, you never know in mixed martial arts. But um, there is like this thought out there that he might be one of the best heavyweights in the world. Or you know, we also we always look at the chasing pack and look at the people outside of the UFC and like, is there an argument for him being the best heavyweight outside of the UFC? Well, maybe like if Francis Ngannou isn't there, maybe even with Francis Ngannou, who else? Ryan Bader and a few more as well. I definitely think there is. And, you know, I often come on here before the these previews and I talk about, you know, that the, the, the chasing pack before maybe in the, uh, the one previews or the Bellator previews and look at how maybe they can get, uh, you know, one up on each other or make themselves a little bit special. And I think um, Malyakin could be that guy for one championship because... Look, if he was to win the third belt, that'd be something massive. But if he's just gone out there and he's like beating loads of heavyweights, and there's some heavyweights coming up as well. I mentioned Ali Akbari versus uh, Dustin Giants, and we'll talk about that as I mentioned in a second. But, you know, you have the likes of, I know, I know Buchesh is only a few fights into his career, and Rug Rogan a few more as well. But um, 
if he can put on a run there while holding two other belts as well, there's a real, uh, you know, there's a real argument that he is one of the best in the world. And for one championship, have that, it, uh, it'd be absolutely fantastic for them. So just something I, I said, maybe, it didn't necessarily go under the radar, but on this show, maybe because we didn't get a chance to talk about that, um, I, I do think that was a big, important fight for one championship. And uh, I'm one that going forward, we should uh, definitely, uh, you know, Keep an eye on, I suppose. I want. I just wonder as well what they're actually going to do with him because um, if, like, if he goes down the middle, it's very hard to get down. I'm not sure what he weighed in, and uh, and you know, with the um, with the one championship wins, maybe it's a little bit easier to get down to to middleweight. But I, w- I wonder how easy it'll be go. It'll be to go up and down to those weights. We see it all the time. You know how weight cutting. Uh, affects people, but not o- not only weight cutting. I think a bigger issue is moving weight classes, and we see people going for the champ champ status all the time, and it just doesn't work out for them. So, if as I said again, I'll, and I'll say it for the last time before we move on, if he could do that and continue to be dominant, it could be uh, it could be massive for one championship. So, um, let's get into uh, some of these fights here. So on the uh, the, the one twelve card, obviously, uh, as we know, this is going down on the uh, the fourteenth. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Amazon Prime in the U.S. Uh, and Canada, and you can check uh, on One Championship's website for uh, everywhere else to watch. I think you can get it on um, uh, on Watch. Uh, what well, I think it's Watch One FC. Uh, I think is still the website. But you can get, I think if you're in the UK, you can get it on YouTube and things like that. So it's very very accessible. Um, another person, and uh, the first fight I'm going to talk about is uh, who can make One Championship. Um, you know, dollars are get him. Uh, you know, get him um, a little bit of um notoriety. I think he's Gary Tonin because you know, even me as someone who you know I watched uh, the, the jiu-jitsu bouts on on one championship and I pay a little bit of attention to it, but not the you know not a massive jiu-jitsu fan. I'm not sitting down to watch the IBJJFs or whatever they are uh, all the time. I know the name Gary Tonin. You know Gary Tonin, or you know, you know, a Garden Ryan, or you might have heard of Buchecha, or you might have heard of Mikey Musumeci, or whatever it might be. There are a few names that people even involved in MMA would know. And the fact that Gary Tonin has come over to one championship and become an MMA fighter, I think is big for them. Now, that is the most important part of it because we see it all the time with people who, uh, you know, come from wrestling or come from BJJ and they, they don't. You know, they don't transition. They're they're BJJ fighters in MMA. They're wrestlers in MMA. And it very rarely works. You know, the people who become the best um, in the field of MMA are the ones who are the best in MMA, right? If you have a really good background in jiu-jitsu or kickboxing or whatever, and you can uh, um, make that a massive part of a well-rounded MMA game, you have a massive advantage. And... It feels like Gary Tonin has done that, right? Now, you could, uh, you're probably pointing me and go, here, Sean, he got knocked out by Tan Lee in 56 seconds, but he did. But Tan Lee is one of the best fighters in the world, so there's, there's no shame in that either. But what I've seen in all of his other fights is a, a propensity to be an MMA fighter. And that is a great sign for his future. You know, he's been fighting now in MMA. He made his debut in, what, 2018. So... Um, it's, it's not as if he's only, you know, only started, he's only been doing it a while. It's been a real, 
you know, a trek for him now at this stage. He's had what he's eight fights, is it? Um, and one, one, obviously seven of them. So now is the time I think we see real movements and real uh, improvements, I suppose, in his game. But we, what we've already seen is a fighter who's very good. And it's funny because this matchup, once we get into it in a second, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one because I, and I, I might as well get straight into it because like I watch Gary Tonin, right? And you're thinking, okay, he's a jiu-jitsu guy. He's coming over there. And you look at him and look, you're right in your, I've I, I written down notes here, moves well with his striking. Um, Gives different types of looks, jabs well, teeps well, and all of that. But then you look at Shamil Gasanov, and you just think it's a little bit cleaner. You know, Gary Tonin is quite clearly a guy who's put an unmerciful amount of work into his MMA game, into his striking, obviously into his jiu-jitsu and his wrestling and all that, which we'll talk about in a second, but... There is no comparison to the, I suppose, the, the cleanliness of the striking of Gasanov. Even though, like, Gasanov isn't the best striker in the world, but he's a very technical striker. Just so technical uh, in, in, in his way, you know. Um, it's, it's a very tough ask for Tonin to compete against people like that. Like, he just... The word I the word I used when I was thinking about this and writing my notes was astute. He looks just a little bit more astute than Tonin standing. You know, he he can wait a step to throw a shot rather than just throwing out the shot because you feel the need to throw it. If that makes a little bit of sense. You know, I think you know, Volkanovsky's very, very good at that throughout his career. Aldo, a guy who's very, very good at that throughout his career. But some guys, you know, they just come in and they throw it all out there. Now, not necessarily saying Tonin is that, but I think he needs to be that to kind of adjust his game from the, you know, grapple only to MMA. Uh, but for Gatsinov, I think it's it's very interesting to see what he does here because, like, he is a submission guy. If we're if we're to to, to be uh, to be real about it, he is what twelve wins. Um, to sorry, thirteen wins. Two decisions, two TKOs, and nine uh, submission wins. So, you know, it's a little bit out of his game as well, even though I mentioned he is a, a very, very good striker. You know, I think he's, um, his wrestling is, it, see, the, the weird thing about his wrestling is, I would say if you were to ask, you know, a, a, a wrestling coach or a, a wrestler out there who has the better technical wrestling, you'd probably say Gasinov, but... Tonin's is oddly more effective because uh, of the fear, I suppose, <laughs> that is behind it. Um, but, you know, Gasinov, when I mention the word fear, he's an absolutely fearless puncher. And he's a fearless puncher because he is very happy to go to the ground a lot of time. Now, that is a key here because, like, will he be a fearless puncher? And uh, and the, 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 a double question here, will he be happy to go to the ground with Tonin? I, I I would say no. I would say he'd probably be trying to keep this uh, standing. Um, but that in itself is a big turn for Gasinov's game because even though lots of these fights he does, you know, keep them standing and does um, strike an awful lot, it's, a lot of the time it is to set up takedowns and all the time he goes for takedowns. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, his, te- his teammates with uh, Will Maliakin is... Uh, a real high level, so I'm sure he'll be prepared for that. Um, 
and he's, uh, you know, I mentioned the word astute. He is more astute from Lint. That, I think, will help him. And the fact that he is a little bit, I think, more controlled than Tonin will help him as well. But for Tonin, um, I think that the, 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 the wilder striking lip, and it's not, it's not wild striking, wild compared to Gasnav, I suppose, it allows him for different angles to wrestle. And not just or like he goes in for double leg sometimes, but he pulls guard the other time and literally, you know, kind of falls on a leg. He got a lovely takedown. I believe um I believe it was in his last fight with a Kimura sweep takedown from the clinch. Really good. Um and I think he will need to do that. He will need to find ways to set things up. He will need to close the distance. Um and I think when he's on the outside, I think he's better off doing <clears throat> almost ignoring the basics right and you, you know you, you he jabs well all the time but if you get into a jabbing battle with Ga- uh, Gasanov I think it's going to be an issue I think he needs to kick the leg kick high teep, lots, I'd say a lot of kicks here a lot of kicks here and try to keep your distance if you are coming in don't you know maybe throw one jab, jab he jabs to the body actually very well Jab to the body, turn, get out, get inside. If you are jabbing, jab to get inside to get a um, you know, to, to get a body lock or something like that. It's a it's a really a fascinating matchup for me because as I said, like I, I think the advantage here, and look, my pick is I think is my pick is gonna be Gasanov because I think he has the ability to win the fight on the feet and he's he's a good wrestler, so I think he has the ability to stop Tonin taking him down as well. But if you're Gary Tonin all you need is one takedown, and you're going to have anyone in the world in a world of trouble. Now, is Gasnov the type of guy who will get taken down like immediately sub? No, that that's no way. I don't think. Now, maybe no. When I say no way, Tonin can do that to anyone. Let's say that. But is it a case of he gets taken down? He'll definitely get subbed immediately. No, not no, not a hope. Because Gasnov is so good on the ground as well. It's just a fascinating matchup for me, and um. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Gazanov, um based on his as I said his takedown defense and his ability uh, on the feet, but I'm not a, at all sure, not even slightly sure. So, really, really, really looking forward uh, to that one. Um, let's talk about the heavyweight fight next. As I mentioned at the start, the, the heavyweight division is in uh, a real uh, a real interesting place at the moment. Will Malyak and if he continues on at heavyweight. Um, or, you know, maybe they're doing an interim title again or something like that. Or maybe he's... We'll see what happens with him. But anyway, uh, Amir Ali Akbari is facing Dustin Johnson. Um And Johnson is... is a He's a weird a weird enough type of fighter. He's a massive man. Very tall. I, I'm not sure exactly what height he is, but he's, he's well over six foot anyway. Fights out of the orthodox stance. Throws lots of high kicks. He's active on the outside. The one big issue for him, we saw it against uh, Cyril Grishenko. He's very easily closed down. Grishenko closed the distance on him and just took him down very easily. Now, he never stopped fighting, and he was up for it, and he got up a few times. But he's just at the level of wrestler like that. And Amir Ali is a very good wrestler as well. He finds it very, very tough. Um, he has good combinations when he's allowed. Um but I don't think he's the best defensive fighter in the world. I do think what he does is cause problems with his lint against guys who are not as fast as him. Like for a big guy, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a tall guy more than a big guy. Let's put it that way. Rosario Barry is more kind of hefty and or wide um, than him. I think he's a good athlete for his body shape. And look, it's, 
it's a guy he's a guy who I think will need to take deep um improvement to beat someone like Ali Akbari. Like Ali Akbari as well. I, I, a couple of I remember I was looking at my notes from a couple of fights ago and I was saying he put on a bit of size and you know he was better when he was smaller but I think he's kind of he has planned this because now he's or you know maybe it was an injury or something one of those kind of middle fights there but he looks to be faster again now. On that Brandon Vera fight, he looked very good fighting out of Southpaw. The right hook was his main lead shot. He moves his head very well, which would be a big thing, I think, against Giantson. Um, because if Giantson, Giantson, I said, not great defensively striking, and if he can't land his offensive uh, work because Ali Alec Barry is uh, Amir Ali Akbari even is moving his head. It's going to be a tough night for Giantson, but overall, Ali Akbari is a wrestler and he loves to wrestle. And we saw against Vera, you know, he landed a big shot, but he, you know, he fight with him on the on the feet, and there was no problem there. But once he got the fight to the ground, it was vicious ground and pound. Uh, and I think that'll be the difference between the Grishinko fight for Giantson and maybe this fight. I think. Um, if Ali Akbari takes him down, he's going to finish him and he's going to land some big, big shots. So, look, if you're Giants and what do you need to do? I think you need to fight on the outside. You need to jab and keep it long and not throw as many shots, I think, as you normally do uh, against Ali Akbar, uh, Amir Ali Akbari. Um, and, like, hope to land one of those big shots on him. But, you know, I, I would suggest for Giants as well, I haven't I haven't seen him kick loads, but he sometimes you know he fights out of the, the he kind of moves to the karate stance where he looks like that lead uh, or sorry the, the to lead with the left leg it's not the lead leg leg but to lead with the the left high kick for someone like Ali Akbari who does move his head well but get moves his head down when you're throwing a jab it could be a shot that would land and something like that I suggest would be good for him because even though. Ali Akbari's a big man. He's not as big and tall uh, as Giantson. But yeah, I think for Ali Ali Ak- uh, Amir Ali, why do I keep calling him Ali Ali Akbari? Amir Ali Akbari. I think the job for him here is just go take him down. You know, you don't stand with him on the feet too much. Although I, I do think he can beat him on the feet as well because of Giantson's defensive um, weaknesses. But make it easy on yourself. Take him down and get the ground about. And you know what? That's my pick. I think uh, Ali Akbari will take him down and he will win that way. Um, speaking away, Choi Away is in the next fight against Yuya Wakamatsu. Um, it's been a very interesting time for uh, for Wakamatsu, who you know was viewed as one of the top fighters uh, in the division in one championship. But it's two losses in a row now. Look, he lost Adriana Marais, who you know one of the top fighters in the world has a win over Demetrius Johnson and all that. No shame. But then he came back. It was, you know, seven or eight months later uh, against Sung uh, Hoon Woo and everyone was kind of thinking, okay, yeah, he'll win this and maybe he'll be back and, you know, maybe he could get a rematch with Demetrius or something like that. And then he got uh, knocked out in, uh, in in under a round. Uh, this is a massive fight for him and he needs to win it. He really does to get back on track. Three ra- losses in a row would be an awful lot Um Xiao uh, is is a good fighter as well and has some um, you know has some big fights uh, on his uh, on his ledger. Look, 
I suppose the, the two biggest fights of his career in, in the last while anyway uh, are Danny Kinyad and Reese McLaren. He's lost both of them uh, in fairness. But he has some, you know, he has some big wins. He beat uh, Daewon Kim uh, back in uh, 2021. And, uh, you know, and he's, you know, won obviously most of his fights uh, throughout his career. Um He's a good fighter as well. He's a very good pressure fighter. And the for such a small man, the power he has is uh, is absolutely massive. I think he's around 12 knockout wins in, in his career. Um, and you can see that by the way he fights. Very good at uh, setting up shots by switching stances. Uh, he's, he's a fighter, an unusual fighter, because he has a high output, but a low output of power strikes maybe, which is, you would think would be more of a, a usual game plan in MMA, but it really isn't, to be honest. It's, people usually fight at one pace, but he's he's a very good two-pace fighter, I think. Good takedown defense when uh, he wants to have it, and in bad takedown defense at other times. I was watching uh, one of his, uh, Doris McLaren fight, and uh, he made a great stop one stage from takedown when he was kind of set for it. And then another time, when he was kind of being pushed back a little bit, takedown came in, he just... He got taken down very easily. So once he has his pressure on, but is composed with it, very good takedown defense. But if he loses his composure a bit, he's pushed back a bit, I think the takedown is there. Uh, if you are uh, someone like uh, uh, Wakamatsu or someone else in, in the division. Uh, but just on, on the last thing on way, very good uh, leg kicks as well. Not afraid to trade, but does get caught. Um for you, yeah, then on the other side of it, he's, you know, training out of Sanford MMA and we see the strides they have made in the last while. Very, very good gym. Probably, you know, is it the best gym in the world at the moment? It's hard to argue against that, to be honest. Um, he's a lovely body lock takedown, lovely leg kicks, fence well, moves well defensively, although the last fight maybe was an issue there, but uh, he likes the pressure as well and he is that old school kind of pressure counter fighter which is interesting like who's going to win that pressure battle loves these one twos uh insane speed um uh, and you know the speed of leg kick i always mention when i'm talking about uh wakamatsu i think he's so so good there um but defensively is the issue with him again and i i'm i i i'm i'm really worried about my pick here because look i think if Wakamatsu comes into this fight the same way he came into the last fight, he lose. Because I think uh, Shiwei has massive power. He's fast enough to land it. He's good enough to land it. Like, if it was just, like, a 50-50 matchup, like, who's going to win it? And if we leave out, like, uh, the ability, I suppose, to take shots or whatever it might be, you know, you would probably go with Wakamatsu, uh, better all-around fighter, you would say. But... What he did in his last fight, the opening he left in his last fight, if he does that again here, I think he could be in trouble. I really do think he could be in trouble. But will he still have the same openings left? Will he still uh, enter the fight the way he entered that one? Like, will the the kind of the, the, the wild pressure fighting still be there? You would have to think fighting out of Sanford MMA with the great coaches there, Coach Stroud and Henry Hooft and all of them. You'd have to think that has been cleaned up um, and if it has, I do think he'll win. And I think we have seen before out of Akamatsu enough to suggest that's definitely a possibility and a probability, maybe even. Was the last fight an anomaly? Was he kind of taking the eye off the ball thinking, okay, I'm just getting back on track here? Maybe. So I'm going to go for uh, for Wakamatsu. 
takedowns here. I think an early takedown for Wakamatsu would be absolutely ideal. I think that's what he'll do, and I think that's um, that's the way the fight will go. All right, let's move on to the the next fight. And this one now is one we, we can't talk about too much because one of the lads in it has never had an MMA fight before. It's Walter Gonclavez against Banma. Um, Gonclavez MMA debut, number three ranked uh, Muay Thai guy in uh, one championship. Watching a couple of these Muay Thai fights, look, uh, I, 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 it's hard, I suppose, to take over anything from Muay Thai to MMA. Although maybe it isn't, but... Vicious body kick or vicious leg kicker would be my two main takeaways. I was looking a bit on his Instagram and stuff, and he he's um training I think in Black House um and he was doing a bit of jujitsu and things, but not much, not giving away much there. It'd be interesting to see uh, how he fights and his opponent Panma. Um, he is uh, uh he's a Mai Tai fighter as well, but Mai Tai in MMA kind of Sopa sits down well on his left hand and attacks, just goes straight forward and strikes. And I think an interesting uh, one in this, right, he fought another Muay Thai guy, Dej, um, before, and he struck with him. Um, now, he eventually ended up taking him down after getting tired, but he did struggle. I think he lost that fight in the end. Um, I think he should be... <laughs> I think he should be wrestling earlier here, not going out to strike, but look, is that the type of fight... He's always going to give, and is that why the the matchmakers maybe made this fight because they know you know, and someone who's on or in his uh, in his debut, uh, you know, in MMA should be getting that type of matchmaking. So I'm not saying order to set up fight for him or anything like that. Uh, fight should be set up so to, to make him easier at that stage in your career. But um, he's not a great wrestler, but he's a better wrestler than Muay Thai fighters. You know, um, I. I don't know. I really don't know. Look, if that fight is to go, uh, is the fight you're going to go on? Um, you know, Goncalves looks like he's a, a hard hitter. He's a little bit younger than Dej was at that time. Um, will the fight in the same way? I think it probably will. So I'm going to go with Goncalves. Based on very little now, he could be, you know, he could never wrestle the day in his life and Bama could go out and take him straight down and submit him. Which is, you know, a possibility But let's wait and see on that one It should be a fun Muay Thai striking clinic anyway And uh, the last MMA fight in the card This is my this this is my favourite fight on this card And these are two very good fighters One of them especially, I think And I, I've watched him before but And I've done a preview for one of these fights before But maybe I didn't realise how good he was And that's um, Akbar Abduliev. Um I think he's one of the best prospects in the world He is... Fantastic! I don't see any weakness in him. He's nine and zero, eight KOs, one sub. Um, it seems to be a team of today, but his head movement is very good. Loves looking for that kind of that vaulted uppercut where he's vaulted himself. You know, the only thing is he does eat a few shots, but you know he is the type of guy who knows that if he lands. His shot and you land your shot. His shot is going to win every single time. He has vicious power, vicious power, vicious leg kicks. Um, that that inside hook is so lovely. The shot that he lands, the left hook, but just massive power, great sprawl and brawl, good take down the fence. You know, a, a really, really, really top class boxer, and his opponent and Aaron Kanate. 10 and 0. Uh, he's more of a Muay Thai fighter. You know, lifts that front leg. Lovely leg kicks. Um, very quick to step into range. Lovely straight right hand. Um, 
The only issue I would say with him is sometimes he rushes it and he kind of falls on his shots. If he does that against Akbar, he'll be knocked out straight away. He needs to, he needs to cut that out of his game. That'd be a big issue. He has a good sprawl too. You know, this is going to be a striking matchup, I think, unless there, there's something I haven't seen from either man. But um, I, I would say Canarte has, I've seen more of him. Than all of uh, Abdulayev's fights have basically been knockouts. Canarte has a few subs, uh, looks for subs, and anyway, he almost got a Van Flew last time. And do you know what the one thing I would say about Canarte? He doesn't look that strong, you know, when he's kind of lined up for the fight. But then when he's in the fight and he's on top on the ground, he's a block of a man for his size. He really is. Um, and I just wonder uh, uh, if he can take um, Abdulayev down, uh, what the fight will, will look like then. Um, I'm not sure to be honest. I'm really not sure, um, but I suppose we'll we'll wait and see and we'll find out. But this is a fantastic fight. I really really love this fight. Uh, I'm going to pick a um, Akbar Aldoliev to win it because I just think he's fantastic. Um, I think, as I said, I think he's one of the best prospects in the world, and I think he'll show that here. But a very 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 good fight and a good test uh, for Abdulyev, but a good test for both men. Um, so yeah, very interesting. All right, uh, I leave it there. Just go quickly through my picks again. Um, I'm going with Gasinov. Um, I'm going with Aliak Barry. Uh, I'm going with uh, Wakamatsu. I'll pick uh, Walter Gronkalavis, even though I don't know why. Uh, and I'm going to go with Akbar Abduliev to win as well. So, um, yeah, that's it for me. Let me know in the comment section below who you're picking, who's your lock of the night for uh, for this card. And uh, we'll leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for SureDog.com. And I'll see you all next time.